Yeah, um, just before I start, Fergus McIntyre, man, amazing man of God, um, very specific, speaks words of God, you know, and knowledge, words of knowledge and wisdom into this church. And myself personally, I've had some amazing words from him. From him. There were a couple I didn't like, so I ignored them. Nah, nah, um, nah, he's given me some amazing words over the years, and uh, I encourage you, if you can get along here, get along. Amen? Awesome. Hey, um, my message is called, What Do You Think? Hey, what a loaded question what do you, these days, hey, what do you think? Trust me, if you ask that question, people will give you an answer these days, eh? And you can hear from everyone everywhere these days because of the internet, you know, and uh, what I'm talking about today is, is, you know, obviously what do you think, but it started off because of, I've been, over the last few weeks I've been looking at how opinionated people are in the world, hey? How opinionated they are. And, um, you know, I found a scripture in Proverbs 18.2. And it says this. You ready? Okay, best I get it ready then, eh? Okay, Proverbs 18.2, and it says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Now, how true is that these days? How often are you talking with people when they're not listening, they're waiting to debate and argue, and, and push their agenda to you. Hey, and that's what God says about it. You know, what do you think? People will answer, ask you, I guarantee you, people have an opinion of what they think about this message. When I finish, you know what I mean? Um, and that's cool. That's cool. We're all out of opinions, but we've got to realize that it's not the opinions of us that change people or things, it's the Word of God. It's the truth, it's the Spirit of God that changes things. So yeah, Father God, Lord, I just give you thanks and praise for today. Lord, I thank you right now that you have prepared our hearts, Lord God. You've prepared our hearts to receive the word that you have prepared for us personally, Father God, Lord, specifically to speak into the context of our heart and of our life, lives, Lord God. You're delivering these words on the anointing of your spirit, Lord God, not by, the, by my speaking, but by the power and demonstration of your spirit, Lord God. These words have been carried into the hearts of your people to bring revelation and understanding, wisdom, Father God, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, what do you think? You know, Matthew 16, 13, Jesus is with all his disciples and he's with all the people, with the crowds, and then he says to the disciples, hey, let's go away from everyone. Let's go find somewhere quiet. He takes them away to a quiet place. And in Matthew 16, 13, he says, Hey guys, we've just been out in the town, you know, with everyone. Who, who do people say I am? Hey, so Jesus asked his disciple, what, what does everyone think of me? What do they think I am? So what he's asking is, what's everyone's opinion? Hey, what's everyone's opinion on me? What are they saying? In 16.14, Peter turns around and says, Oh, some say you're John, some say you're Elijah, and some say you're the prophet. Hey, so... So Jesus had, had asked all the different opinions around him. And then he turns around to Peter and he says, who do you say I am? That's, that's a little bit more personal, isn't it? Hey, you know what I mean? Who do you say I am? You know? For example, if, you know, if I went to someone and said, who do you say I am? Well, it would depend on who you're talking to. You know? But some people might go, oh, this and that, and they've got an opinion of them. But anyway... He's, he he personalised this to Peter. And this is what Jesus does to us. Jesus says, hey, I don't care what the rest of the world's saying about me. Who do you say I am? 
What, what, what do you think about me? And then we get to 16, um, 16, and Peter turns around and says, mate, you're the Messiah. Jesus, you're the, you're the son of the living God. You're the son of God. And then Jesus turns around in 16, 7, and then he says, yeah, awesome. And he said, that has not been revealed to you by flesh and blood, by opinion. This hasn't been formed by your intellect. You haven't been influenced by this and talked into this. This has been revealed by what? By flesh, uh, uh, by the Spirit of God. Okay? So I love that. He didn't care about the opinion. He asked what everyone else's opinion was. But it's not like after they said, oh, well, they said you're Elijah, that Jesus turned around and went, well, I must be Elijah. He wanted us to make a decision, who do you say Jesus is, in spite of all the opinions. And everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's got an opinion. See, opinion is formed on information. Truth is revealed by revelation. And revelation will beat information every single time. Because think about it, opinion's not always relevant. Why is your opinion not relevant? Because it changes. Think about how many things you thought of back in the day that were right, and now you don't think they're right. That have been revealed. Truth has been revealed to us. That's the difference. Hebrews 13.8 says the word of God. God is the same yesterday, today, tomorrow, forever and ever. Amen. Never changes. Never changes. Constant as. And that's, that's what keeps it. Yet He never changes. The word has never changed, but he's always relevant. Always relevant. You know, and the thing about it is that it's because the word doesn't change. The word doesn't change, but the context of our heart changes sometimes. How we see things change. So, for example, that Matthew 16 uh, around, you know, who do you say I am? I've heard 20 messages at least on that. All different angles. All right. All right. All true. But it's almost like God will go like this. Here's a scripture. And here's the context of your life and your heart. Have a look at it that way. Have a look at it that way. You know, have you ever read a scripture and all of a sudden you see it in a totally different way? This is the first time I've ever looked at the scripture and gone, hey, he was asking their opinion. You know, you see that. Why? Because I'm thinking along that way. God's scripture doesn't change, but he, he moves to stay relevant with your life. Because he knows. See, this is where there's no pressure on me. There's no pressure on me because I'll tell you right now what God's doing. He's given me this word. I'm delivering this word. But God's getting hold of it. And God's anointing it, and God's grabbing it and putting it into the context of your heart and going, this is what the word means for you. This is what the word means for you. So God's revealing this message to you. So if it stink, it's your fault. Isn't it? So there's no pressure on me. The only pressure on me is to put my opinions aside and find out what God wants to say and use the word. Use the word of God. Because my opinion's not going to change people's minds. It's the it's word of God that changes people's lives. Yeah. And that's how God stays relevant. I mean, he's, he's, he's as relevant today, if not more, than he was 2,000 years ago. His relevance is becoming more and more and more because the need for Jesus is becoming greater and greater and greater. You know, he's relevant because he's, he's, he's worked throughout time, generations, eras, He's worked across nations, ethnicities, and cultures. He's worked through all walks of life and all ages, even different opinions. You can all have different opinions, but you still believe in God. That's how God stays relevant. He is, he is just moving with us. You know, he doesn't just stay stagnant. He is with us. He moves with us. Amen? Cool. So, yeah, God's word is constant. 
God's word is constant. The context of the word changes sometimes and how we need to see or what we need to see in that scripture can change because the Holy Spirit reveals personal stuff to us, but the word, man, never changes. You, you, can, you, can, you can bank on that. You know, and talking about opinions, is it just me or does everyone's opinions seem really heightened at the moment? Like there's this real level of self-importance. Like, but I think my needs, my feelings, my emotions, there's this, you know, there's this real level of self-importance. And in 2 Timothy 3, it talks about this. Now, I used to read this scripture and I used to look at it and I'd say, wow, that's, you know, that's pretty heavy. But now you start reading, it just becomes more and more real. Huh. This is what God's word says about people in the end days. People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of self. Well, we've got the selfie. Selfie, eh? Selfie, lovers of selfie. Seriously, people, people... I remember my daughters when they were like 13 and they'd take like 100 photos on my phone of themselves and they all look the same. And the worst part is she knew what she looked like. She knew what she looked like. Lovers of selfie. Lovers of money. Boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to parents. Cut it out, kids. Hey. Ungrateful, unholy. I mean, come on, this, this sounds horrible, but it's, it's, I don't know about you, I see this every day in the world. Without love, there's such a lack of love in this world, and that's why there's no understanding or acceptance or even wanting to know opinions. Unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control. Big one. There's such a lack of self-control in the world. And the world pretty much tells our young people, you know what, if it's too hard to do, give up. If it's too hard to resist, just do it. You know? Lack of self-control. Brutal. Not lovers of the good. Yeah. And there's more. <laughs> not lovers of good. But look, let's just, let's just use that there as, a, as, an ex, as an example. You know, like it just shows. This is, this is what's happening in the world. I see this all the time. You know, and this is, this is worsened in the last 10 years, 20 years, isn't it? It's just gotten worse and worse. So, yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, there is, yeah, treacherous. See, I told you there was more. Treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. You know, in the, it carries on in there to say having a form of godliness but denying its power. So that actually can be relating to Christians. You know, you know that you can be a Christian and you can believe Believe in God, but not believe God? Does that make sense? You can believe in God, but you can stop believing God. I'll give you an example. I know a lady who's, whose um, family member never got healed. Never got healed. And um, she took that on. Like, um, uh, and it, it, it impacted her. It impacted her whole relationship and everything with God because things didn't work out the way that we thought they were going to. Um, yeah, anyway, no, I'll move on from that. Look, we can't be moved by feelings and emotions, or even intellect. Do you know your intellect can work against you? You can be so clever, you talk yourself out of things that God wants for you. Hey, because things, things of God can seem foolish. Things, you know, if, if, if we knew what God had in store for us, some, some of us would just tilt our heads. You know, but we can't let the world and its opinions form our decisions. This is the same world that rejected Jesus. Don't get me wrong, this is not an anti-world, <laughs> let's revolt against the government message. This is just putting it into perspective. 
It's the same world that, that, that chose Barabbas over Jesus. You know, it's the same, same world that has taken uh, Jesus out of the parliamentary prayer. You know, so what I'm trying to say is we can't rely on the world to look after our Christian principles. We need to be making a stand on them. You know, we, we, if we, we can't rely on them to make godly decisions. You know, so that's, that's on us. That's on us. You know, even the media and the news, you know, you can't really take it at face value these days because it depends on who you're listening to will be the narrative. You know, it's no longer about truth. It's about opinions. And so what's happening now is you just get hammered and depending who you're listening to will depend on how you feel. You know, uh, depending on your source, that will determine the narrative that you're listening to. And we've seen it. We've seen it with the media, you know. Um, now I want to touch on something. I don't want to be too political here, but I want to be current, okay? Edgy. Um, nah, nah. You know, I, I want to use an example, though. So there was a lady, and her name was Posey Parker. And Posey Parker's from the UK, and she uh, promotes herself as a woman's rights activist, okay? But there's a lot of opposition to her, and they say, no, you're anti-trans activist, Okay? So really, and look, I don't want to get into the debate. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, depending on who you listen to, you're going to form your narrative on whether you think it's pro this or anti that. And so what happened was, she, she was due to speak in Auckland, and there was about 150 people, 200 people turned up to listen to her. Well, a whole lot of people opposed her, and there was about 2,000 people turned up to anti-protect, to protest. And, um, you know, that's their right, that's their right. But they turned up and um, just shut the whole thing down. So they shut the whole thing down, they threatened her, they threw tomato juice on her, um, they, a, a lady got punched, you know, like it was just bad. And in the end, the police had to escort her out. Now, I don't want to get into the whole, is, she, is this right, is this right? I want to get into this. This is what I want to talk about. You know, because is she pro-woman, is she anti I don't know, you know. Um, but I would have liked the freedom to hear and make my own mind up. And, you know, for me, I don't care how right we think a cause is, if, we, if you promote it and defend it in the wrong way, you know, then it's, then it's not good. And so, and that goes for the church as well. You know, we've, we've done things as a church where we've probably thought we were protesting or doing something right, and it's, and it's actually come across wrong, you know. Um, so, like I said, I'm not trying to knock anyone here, but what I'm trying to say is we're getting to a stage now where... Where freedom of speech is getting shut down. How long before I'm preaching and someone says that's hateful and it gets shut down? You know, like, whether I agree with this lady or not, like, I'd still like to hear and make my own mind up. I don't want people making my, my mind up for me. Um, you know, I mean, and it's even getting ridiculous now. Like, the, the Prime Minister got asked, what is a woman? You know, and he couldn't answer. Now... To me, it's a fairly easy, easy question as an adult female. But what I'm trying to say there is that the Prime Minister got asked his opinion. He's, he's, he's got no credentials. He's got no... It's just his opinion. You know, and at the end of the day, he was, he was going to lose no matter what he said. You know? But I'm, I'm trying to make a point here is that you can't even speak your mind these days or say how you feel. And don't get me wrong, we've got to be careful. You know, I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to just go out and, and, and offend someone just for the sake of it. But I think we need to be really, really aware. Sorry, sorry, was that? Oh, 
Good, I thought you said too late. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing, I'm trying to be sensitive here because I, I don't want to knock it, but I'm trying to preach the word. You know what I mean? Like that, I, I, And this is the thing, it gets so grey, it gets so hard, but the, but the word's very black and white. You know, but remember the word is as sharp as a two-edged sword. And if it's, it has to be used properly, otherwise you'll cut people. Hey. I've been cut up a few times in the, in the name of the Lord. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You know, and, and I mean, look, we've, we've, everything's just been so chaotic lately, you know, and um, while I'm on a roll, uh, I see the Independent Police Complaints Authority did a review on the parliamentary protest. Hey. Now, again, I don't want to get into that too much, but one thing I do want to say is I don't think anyone can take the high ground. I don't think the protesters, the police, the politicians, or the public, I think we all handle things fairly wrong at some stage or some way, you know, so it's... Trying to, trying to find out where the problem lays, I, I, it's going to be really, really hard, you know. But that's the thing. And, and here's the thing. I'm not trying to knock the government. I'm not trying to um, knock it or be anti-anything. The point I'm trying to make is that we need to discern. We need to discern what God's saying to us. Not based on opinion, not based on feelings and emotions, but revealed by the Spirit of God. That's what we need to know. And I'll tell you what, if God reveals the truth to you, then he'll give you everything you need. Hey, everything you need, he'll give you the compassion, the grace, the mercy, the love, the peace. Everything that has to come with it. Everything that God is, because he's all things to all men. You know? And sometimes we only bring, we, we, we get the balance wrong. We only bring the sword. <laughs> you know, you've got to bring everything of God. If you're, if you're approaching someone and you're going to talk about God, then it has to have love. So sometimes you have to put your emotions and your opinions aside because it will just make you angry and frustrated. You can't be in love. You can't speak in love when you're angry or when you're frustrated. So we've got to put our opinions aside. If we really want to know what Jesus wants, then we need to stop really being drowned out by what we want and what we hear. And this is what God's saying to me. This is what God's been saying to me. I'm just sharing it with you. Amen? Yeah, cool. Right. What else is there, Pastor Robin? I sort of got lost in this bit, this bit. Nah. Nah. So look, discernment's not based on opinions or feelings. It's, it's revealed by the Spirit of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 19, it talks about how God reveals by His Spirit. The, the, the mind, like I said, will talk you out of it. So yeah, look at this. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. Okay? No flesh and blood, no physical. Has heard. And no mind imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. You know, it's revealed by the spirit. And when it's revealed by the spirit, God's going to bring everything that's needed with it. Amen? Amen. Because I think, I feel like uh, uh, at the moment, you know, Christians can get caught up in, in intellectual debates and arguments and opinions and things. My opinion's not going to change people's lives. Word of God's going to change people's lives. Spirit of God's going to change people's lives. What I think doesn't really matter. It's the Word of God that's going to change people's lives. You know, like I said before, Ephesians six twelve says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. That's what we've got to remember. 
You know, one thing I noticed with the church when all the COVID stuff happened, we just got so frustrated. Everyone started getting really angry and, you know, and, and, and it, you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't do that because we weren't wrestling against flesh and blood. It wasn't people, it was against principalities and powers. It's a spiritual battle. It's not a battle with a person, you know. Um, yeah. And that's why I say um, around that, that we need the full armour of God. Because the full armour of God brings balance. So when you're, when you're sharing and evangelising and witnessing to someone, it isn't out of balance. It's got everything in balance. It's got the truth, it's got the word, but it's got the love, it's got the peace. And all of that together. Amen? See, what God has in store for us seems, will seem foolish to the world. If someone had said to me 25 years ago, oh, you'll walk into a church, you'll get delivered from drugs, uh, he'll give you an awesome wife and family and um, a job, and he'll, he'll give you a purpose and calling and fulfill your life, I would have laughed. I would have laughed. Pastor Robin's still laughing. <laughs> hey, oh, that, it's not that funny now, Pastor Robin. Hey, you know what I mean? Would have seemed foolish to me. Because I looked at it in my intellect and my own ability, God was looking at it way down the corridor of time in the spirit. Yeah. So here's the thing. Who do you say I am? That's the question. That's the question. Who do you say I am? Well, I say that he's the Messiah, son of the living God. I say he's the hope of this world. Hey. I say he's all things to all men. I say he's our father. You know, these are the things I say, man, or we say, hey, when I'm asked that. Because I'm not, and you know the thing about it is when you're asked a question, a spiritual question, you, you've got to turn your head off. You've got to really listen to your heart. Because your head sometimes, hey, will try and talk you out of the things that God wants for you because it seems foolish. But let's be honest, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts higher than our thoughts. I always say this. You know, trying to, trying to explain God to someone would be like trying to download the internet on a USB drive. You know, it just, it's just unfathomable. Mm. But God's word is absolute truth. And it's to guide us. Eh? And it's to reveal to us. But I want to finish on this. You know, we're called, we're called as Christians to speak the good news and the gospel. My job's not to reveal sin. My job's to reveal the saviour. Hey, I've got my own sin I've got to worry about. Well, I, can't be bothered. Well, I can't be worried about your guys, especially some of you. <laughs> no, nah, what are you joking? Hey, oh, actually, yeah, I can see it, but no, no, no. Yeah. You know, and I know some people take that as a challenge, eh? You know, but trust me, Jesus is a better saviour savior than we are sinners. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Father God, I thank you that, that we, we love you, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, Lord, that we trust you. I thank you, Father God, Lord, that um, we, we want to hear your voice. Lord, I thank you that you, you lead us and guide us. Lord, you illuminate the steps that you've ordered for us. And Lord, I thank you that you continue to just impart in us, Lord God, everything we need, everything we need, Lord God. You continue to impart your spirit, your gifts, your fruits, Father God, Lord, your word, eyes of understanding being opened. And I thank you, Father God, Lord, that, um, yeah, you give people, Lord, the love and the peace 
to share your word, Father God, Lord, to share your word, Father, Lord, and speak your truth, Lord. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Whew. Okay. Thank you, Lord. You know, something that, uh, that I've been looking at too is, you know, with everyone's opinions, it can cause confusion. You know, with everyone and the busyness and everything, and, and sometimes, you know, we just need to settle and hear what God's saying and just reset now and then, you know? Is that what you're still saying, God? You know? Is this still what you want? So what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to open up for prayer. I'm just going to open up this whole front whole I'll fit all of you up here if you want. A lot of you. Hey. Um, so, so just to pray for people, and I think it's really, today... I want to pray around our direction and, and guidance. I feel like there's been so much turmoil, a lot happening. Um, you know, those are things I want to pray for. I want to pray for anyone who has not given their lives to God. And what I mean by that is if you haven't made a, a simple prayer of salvation saying, Lord God, I believe in you and I believe that your son Jesus died for me, then I'd love to do that for you too because that's the, start, that's the starting line. That, that prayer was the prayer that started my, turned my whole life around. That one prayer, man. And I smile because I think of what my life was like. Oh, it was rubbish. Rubbish. I destroyed it. I'd ruined it. Oh, you're still awake. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, God, God wants to start. And it doesn't matter how far you feel, feel from God. He's only one prayer away. So what I'm going to do now is just while this music's playing, lovely music too, while this is playing, let's just relax. Let's just, let's just think on God. And just right now, Lord, I thank you, Father, Lord, that you're just dropping into people's spirits, Lord. You're revealing truth. Lord God, I thank you're revealing answers, Lord. I thank you you're giving wisdom. Lord, you're giving clarity on situations, Father God, Lord. Yeah, yeah, you're, 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 you're making things clearer, Father God, Lord. I thank you, Father God, Lord that you continue to move and work, Father God, Lord, and every person and family represented in this church, Lord God. And I thank you for a release of your spirit right now, Lord God, a refreshing, Lord God, a refreshing, a newness, Lord God. We release that, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen.